Praise the Lord. How many of you are ready for the word of God today? Amen. Father, we just love you. We appreciate you. We thank you for your word today. Thank you that your word has the ability to change our lives. And so today we take these moments to just put everything aside and to focus on what the word says today. That your word will speak directly into our hearts by the power of the Holy Ghost. And it will bring, Father, a shift in our lives that we can go to the place you want us to be in our lives. And we give you the praise and the honor for that in Jesus' name. And all of God's good people said, Amen, Amen. Praise the Lord. I was saying to the people, you know, early this year, I was just sitting before the Lord, and uh, a word came into my heart. And the word was this. Stop looking at what you're going through, and start looking where you're going to. And I, we all know this, that we have gone through a, a, a horrible two years or whatever. And we have all gone through some stuff. And uh, we don't make lightly of that. But the thing is this, is that there comes a time where you have to stand up. And stop looking around and start looking up to where you're going to start going. Because I believe that you have a future. I believe God has got some great things for us in the future. Amen. I was saying to the people, I'm believing and I'm sensing and I'm going to call it in that this is going to be a COVID year, free year from COVID in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And we're going to, we're going to have victory and God's not finished with us yet. Look at your neighbor and say, God's not finished with you yet. Hallelujah. He's got a lot more for you. And so today I want to talk about where we're going to in our lives. Where am I going to? We are living in a very distracting world today. This world is more distracting today than it ever has been. And we have been distracted so much by all the things that have been happening to us. And we have forgotten that there is a future ahead of us. Instead of looking up, we've been just looking around. So let's look to the stars, hallelujah. Let's lift up our heads and see what God has for us this morning. So today I want to just share a word with you today from the word of God. And I'm going to read the scripture from Philippians 3, 12 and 15 out of the Message Bible. And it's talking about, Paul is talking about having a goal, where I'm going to, where I'm reaching to my life. And yeah, in Philippians 3, 12 it says, For I'm not saying that I have this altogether, that I have made it, but I am well on my way, reaching out to Christ, who has so wondrously reached out to me. Friends, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert on all these things, but I am got my eye on the goal, where God is beckoning me onwards to Jesus, and I'm off and running, and I am not turning back. So let's keep focused on the goal of for those things those things that God, everything that God has for us. He's talking about, Paul is writing here, and I do love the Apostle Paul when, I, I, when you read, you know, he wrote two-thirds of the New Covenant. And, you know, Paul writes so much to us, and I think that we can relate so much to him because he talks about how he reaches out. He hasn't got it all together. How many of you know none of us have got it all together? And he says, you know, I'm not a perfect. I'm trying. I'm getting on my way, and I'm reaching out. And he says, you know, I'm reaching out and I'm forgetting those things that are behind. And I'm reaching out for those things that God has for me in my life. And in verses 15, I just want to highlight, he says this. So I keep focused on the goal and he says, 
for those of us who want everything that God has for us. He says, for those of us who want everything that God has for us. How many of you want everything that God has for you? Can you say amen? Amen. You know, this verse talks about two things. It talks, and sadly, it talks about those of us, which is implying that not everybody wants what God wants for them. Not everybody's going to want that. But thank God I'm standing in front of people that want everything that God has for them. Can I get an amen from you this morning? Hallelujah. So we've got to reach out. Everything. It says everything that God has for us. And so the first thing I need to ask myself is, what is the everything that God has for me? I need to know, what does God want for me? Because if I don't know what God has for me in my life, I'll never be able to put my faith to what I need to believe for. And with God, you can't receive without faith. Faith. You have to have faith in God. And so this morning he talks about reaching out to that which God has for us. And so today I'm going to talk about the aspect of knowing what God has for you today. And so here it is. The one thing you need to know today as a believer that God has for your life and that he has a blessed life for you. Come on, can I get an amen? God has a blessed life for you. In other words, he's prepared, he has planned, he has purposed, he has set it into motion, he has promised it, and he said that he wants you to be blessed today. So when it talks about that God wants me to bless today, what does it mean? Well, the word blessed means this, that God wants us to have a a happy future. Can I get somebody to say happy future? I don't know about you, but I'm looking for a happy future. I'm tired of what we've gone through. I'm looking for a happy future. Can you say amen? So it means having a, a happy future. It means, it means to enjoy uh, happiness, to prosper in world affairs, in, in everything in the natural that you do. It means to be pr- prosperous. and means to be joyful, spiritually happy, and to have God's favor on your life. That's talking about having a blessed life. So God has purposed and he has planned for you to have a blessed life. And so this morning we just want to talk about and looking at the Bible and looking at an example of of how God has set this out. And I don't think we could get a better example than when we look at the life of Abraham. A lot of us know and heard about Abraham, but you know, it's so pertinent and I think it speaks so much to the natural people of God, the normal people of God, how that God blessed Abraham's life. You know, Abraham was just an ordinary man. And he lived in a household where his father was a moon worshipper, Tehran. His father's name is Tehran. He was a, a, a moon worshipper. And God spoke to him and said, Abraham, I want you to come out of your house. I want you to come out. And I want you to go to a place where I want to take you. And I want to bless your life. And I want to do something in your life. And, I, and, and Abraham believed God. And uh, he, he went to Sarah, and imagine going to Sarah, imagine you going to God as a husband or a family man, and God says to you, I want you to get up and move. And you go to your wife, and you say, honey, pack up the house, we're going to move. Oh, are we, darling? Where are we going? I don't know, but we're going. How many of you ladies will say, you have lost it? 
So can you imagine, we just see Abraham, God saying, go, and he said, I'll show you the place. Imagine what Abraham had to go through to convince his wife. How many of you, you know, you and I have a hard time just convincing our wives with natural things to do. Never mind going to and saying, we don't know where we're going. (laughs) So God said, get up and go. And it says this, that Abraham obeyed God. And so Abraham believed God and he did what God told him. And so when we see how this works in Galatians, look at Galatians 3, 6, just some of the scriptures that tell us that it says, even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted him for righteousness, that means he was justified before God because he obeyed God. He was made right with God because he did what God wanted in him to. In verses 9 it goes on and says, and so then they which shall be of the faith uh, faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For so they which are of the faith are blessed with... That means those that believe God are blessed like Abraham's blessed. Hallelujah. And so we need to have a look at this blessing of Abraham and how God blessed him and what God did in his life and how it speaks to our lives today without any... Any, any conditions. It's not got nothing to do with pedigree. It's got nothing to do from what time of, type of city I've come from, what part of the planet I'm on, or wherever it is. It's got nothing to do with that. It has to do with believing and obeying God to be blessed of God. And so it goes on and it qualifies now and says in Galatians 3.29, and this is the one you need to listen. It says that if you be in Christ, Then are you Abraham's seed and you are heirs according to the promise. Amen. Heirs according. If you be Christ. How many of you belong to Christ today? Can I get a, can I see your hand today? How many of you know that you know today? This is unquestionable, unquestionable fact that you know you are saved and Christ lives in you today. Come on. Give me your hands today. Okay. That means you're in Christ today. So it says that if you be Christ. Then are you Abraham's seed. Then are you Abraham's seed and you are an heir. You are an heir. Now, if you look at the word heir, it means this. An heir is somebody that has the legal right to the inheritance. So today, my brothers and sisters... I want you to know, I'm saying this to you today, if you are in Christ Jesus today, you are the legal heir to the promise of God today unconditionally. Unconditionally. With any out, any other qualification. Once you're in Christ, you, you don't need anything in your life to qualify for the blessings that are in Abraham. Because you're an heir today. Because you're in Christ. And so you're an heir today to those promises that God has for your life. So let's have a look at what that promises you today. In Genesis chapter 12, we read about this promise that God made that you and I are an heir of. Verses 1 to 3 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred, from thy father's house unto land that I will show thee. And I will make thee a great nation and I will bless thee and I'll make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing and I will bless them that bless thee and I will curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall the families of the earth be blessed. If you be Christ, then are you an heir 
to this promise. That today I want you to know, as far as God's concerned, you are a blessed family. Say, I am blessed. Say, my family is blessed. Amen. You are blessed in Abraham today. God spoke to him and said, I'm going to bless you. Not only am I going to bless you, you're going to be a blessing. And so I want you to know today that God has for your life, all the things that God has for us, God has for your life as a believer today, to you to be a blessed person. That's what God wants. There is no conditions to it. As far as God says today, He sees you blessed, He calls you blessed, He sees you prosperous, He sees you happy, He sees you the head, not the tail, hallelujah, and whatever you put your hands to will prosper. God says you are blessed today. Amen. Now I know that was a weak clap, because some of you are thinking, and that's good if you're thinking, I'm happy. So you're sleeping, then I have a problem. So God says to him, I'm going to bless you. And so what God does is this, is he takes Abraham and he wants to show him what he, was, what he said to him. So one night, one night Abraham is sleeping in his tent. And the Bible tells us what happened. It says this in Genesis 15, 5. It says, the Lord brought Abraham outside of his tent into the night and said, in other words, Abraham was sleeping. God woke him up and said, come on, get out of your tent. Look now, he said, towards the heavens and count the stars. If you're able to count them, then he said unto them, so numerous shall thy descendants be. So numerous shall thy descendants be. And he looked up at the stars and what happened is this, is that's what vision is. Vision is a clear picture of your future. So God gave him a clear picture of the future, and I want you to know, he said, just like you cannot count those stars, Abraham, I want you to know that's how your seed will be. And if you are born again today, you can look at the person right next to you and say, you're one of the seed. You are one of those seeds. And I want you to know that you need to look up. Stop looking around us now. Let's start looking up to God for our future. Can you say amen? And he said, I'm going to bless you. And so God blessed Abraham because he believed God. And the Lord blessed him and took him to the places that he wanted him to go in his life. You see, there were some things Abraham had to do. To come out, to go in. God always calls you out of something to take you into something. You've got to hear, I'm going to talk some... Real strong principles today about this because it's a reason why people don't get blessed or don't experience the blessings. And you need to understand something. Yeah, God said to him, Abraham, you've got to stop looking back and you've got to start going forward. You have to go from your past into your future. And today I want you to know, you cannot go into the future, brothers and sisters, looking to the past. You cannot do it. It's a biblical principle. God speaks about it all the time. It's just like trying to drive your car forward looking into the rearview mirror. You can look at this principle throughout the Bible. We can see that in Genesis. Even in Genesis where God spoke to him and said, I want you to come out of Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, come out of that place because I've rejected it. And he said, don't look back. And we know what happened. Lot's wife turned back and she became a pillar of salt. So there's a principle in life. 
that when you go forward, you've got to not look back. Paul said, forgetting those things that are behind, I press forward to the things that are before us. And we need to understand today that we have to let go of our past because our past, we don't realize, has a stronger hold on us than what we think. Because in life, many of us reference our life from what happened in the past. You see, some people set wherever they are in life or wherever they're going in life depending on what the past was. And you can't rely on the past because God's saying, you've got to come out of the past, my brothers and sisters, and you've got to go into the future. And you can't look back. You've got to keep on looking forward. In Luke chapter 5, 36 and 39, it says this. Tell it, talking about Jesus having a parable. He said also, he told them a parable, that no man tears a piece of a new garment and puts on an old garment. If he does, he will tear the new, and the piece of the new will not match the old. And no man putting a new wine into old wine skins, if he does, the new wine will burst and the skins will not, uh, will be spoiled. And new, the skins will be destroyed. And new wine must be put into old, new wine, fresh wine skin, sorry. And no man after drinking the old desires the new, for he always says the old is better. So here it's talking about coming out of the old into the new. And he goes and he says this, that people, when they always have to reach out for something new, they tend to hold on to the old. Because in my old life, I am used to stuff. In my old life, I have some type of security of I know what's happened. But when I have to take out of the old and the past and go into the future, there's an uncertainty. There, that's what faith is. Faith is a risk because when God says to do something, sometimes into the future, you don't even know exactly what's going to happen in your future. And so you sometimes tend to want to grab back to your past. And the principle in the Bible is this, is that if you and I are going to experience the life of being blessed, we have to move out of the old and move into the new. Come on, can I say amen? How many of you are ready for a new thing that God wants to do? Eh? Amen. I believe God wants to do a new thing in all of our lives. I believe whatever the devil has stolen from us, God's going to pay back seven times. He's, the devil's going to pay back seven times what he has taken from us. God is restoring, hallelujah. God is bringing back, hallelujah, what the devil has done. But you've got to move forward. I'm sick and tired of speaking about COVID. We talk about COVID more than we do Jesus. Amen. Why do we come out of the old? Because in life, influence plays a big part in our lives. You see, he said, come out of your family, come out of your father's home. And, and what he was saying is you've got to come out of that influence of your father. He's not talking about, and I really need to qualify this this morning. He's not talking about that when you get saved, you come out of your father's house, that you have nothing to do with your parents or your family. Well, that's not what we're talking about. Because we are commanded to love our parents. The Bible tells us we should love our family. We should look after them. But you know what? Abraham's life, his whole life system was based on ungodliness. The, fa the values of his life were brought up against God. And God said, you're going to have to come out of that influence. So I can take you to something. So 
We're not rejecting our parents. It's my example. My, the same thing that happened to me is that when I got saved, my wife and I, we came out of a family of alcoholics, people that didn't know God, people that cursed God. I mean, just to tell you the story, when my wife and I got saved, we were so excited. How many of you know when you get born again, you get saved, you saved, hallelujah, it's exciting. So you don't mind telling everybody, hallelujah, gee, you know what, I got saved. And we went to my mother and father's house, and uh, we said to them, you know, we went to church and we got saved. And I want to tell you something. We got a reaction like you can't believe. My father said, get out of this house, you and your God, and you people that speak about God and all this stuff, get out of here. You know, I thought, <laughs> I thought that, you know, if I told him I was on drugs last night and I got messed up and I, I was in a nightclub, he would, he would go off at me. I thought if, he, if, he, if I told him I got saved, he would have said, that's amazing. I'm so glad, my boy, you're getting your life back together. But he just flicked us out. But you know what? My wife and I, all of our family, were against it. We never ever turned our backs on them. We back, we started to pray for them. And we went and visited them. And we were kind to them, good to them. We never allowed what they did affect us. But we came out of that influence. So we could go into where God wanted us to go. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Why? Because there are two types of people in life that you never forget about the two types of people you have in life. There are two kinds of people in life. One kind of person will affect your life negatively. And another per kind of person will affect your life positively. And today, if you stick around with negative, small-minded people, your life will be negative and small-minded. So you've got to find out, you've got to hang around with people that can see you doing great things, that can encourage you to do the things that you, God has for you in your life. Can, you, can I get an amen? amen? You know, and if you want to know if you're hanging around with the right people in your life, just look what's happening in your life. Because you become like your friends. Really you do? You know, the Bible even says this, if you want to know what a man is like, just look at the friends he hangs around with. It's a really, really true. You know, we see this story in the Bible where it talks about going into the new, Luke chapter 5, 36 and 37. This parable that Jesus spoke about, he said that, that I told you about getting into the new stuff. Getting into where you got to go. You have to get to people that can see what God is able to do. In Numbers chapter 13, verses 30, 32, it says uh, a story about Caleb and Joshua. It says, and Caleb, where God sent them. Let me just lay this down to you. God sent them into the promised land. God was bringing them out of bondage and God said, I've given you this land, Canaan. I want you to know that God said, I have given it to you. Like I want you to know God is saying to you, my brothers and sisters today, I have blessed you. You are blessed today. And if you're sitting today and saying, well, I am not blessed, that's got to do with whatever's going on in your life. But God says that doesn't change the fact that I have declared you a legal heir of a blessed life. You are blessed today in God's eyes. He's planned that for your life. He's promised it for your life. And God promised them and said to them, go into this land. Because God said, I have already given it to you. 
And so it happened that when Caleb stole the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome. And then it goes on and it says, and the men that went up with him said, we be not able to come up against the people. Uh, they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report from the land which he had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone and searched it, it's a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof. And all the people we saw there were great stature. That means they were giants. And so you had the two reports here. The report of Caleb and Joshua, they said, God has already said that we have this land. Let's go and take it. We are able to do it. But the rest of the guys, what did they do? They looked at the circumstances. They looked at the conditions. And they looked at the natural eye, what the natural eye was saying to them. And they said, no, look at these giants. We're not able to overcome these. And so today, that is one of the things you need to understand today. You have to look to God. You cannot look at what your circumstances are. That's why it takes faith today to believe God. Because when you look at around your circumstances sometimes and you want to move into the future, you want to be moving in to a blessed life, I want you to know there are times you'll wake up and it'll look like everything in hell is coming against you to try and stop you. You would say at times, look, I'm believing God, Pastor, but it's not working. Nothing has changed. Nothing is going the right way. Let me say this. You cannot look at that. You've got to look to God because you are well able in Christ to overcome whatever you're going through. You're going to go, you're going to go through it. Look at somebody next to you say, you're going through it. Hallelujah. Amen. So tell them, don't, don't think you're camping here. This is not a fishing ground where you're camping. So don't camp it because you're going through it. It's just going, it's something we go through. We're going to the other side. Can I get some people that are going over to the other side? Hallelujah. Great, great things God has ahead of us. And so, when I look at where I'm going, I've got to set the goals for where I'm going to go. I've got to set my course. How many of you know? Everything in life needs direction. So I've got to say to myself, where am I now? I'm going to move into the blessed life that God has given me. And the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to take the right steps today so I can be in the right steps tomorrow. Because every decision you make today affects what, where you are tomorrow. Everyone. So I've got to make a decision today. Am I going to come out? Am I going to look at whom I'm hanging around with? Am I going to get leave the past behind me? And am I going to go forward to what God wants for my life? I need to set goals to do that. And when I do set goals, I set them by faith. Can I get it? Amen. You set it by faith. Why? Because in the kingdom of God, everything has to do with faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Because he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And then I love the one that says in 2 Corinthians 5.17. We walk by faith, not by sight. The word sight, you know your pastors probably taught you this. Sight means you don't go according to how you feel or what you see in the natural. You go according to what you believe in the word of God. You've got to start believing today. Tomorrow is going to be better than today. The next day I'm going to be stronger than the day before. I'm moving towards a great blessed life in Christ. I have a happy future ahead of me. <laughs> Amen. I see my debt paid in Jesus' name. 
I'm making steps to go forward. Just one small step. You know, goals are going to get to a place where you're going. It's one step at a time you move in a direction. So today I'm taking the one step and I'm going to deal with my debt. I'm going to get this debt. The second one is I'm going to start dealing with some of the issues in my life. And don't look at me like you don't have issues. Because we all have issues. We just don't want to give you a microphone to expose your issues. You can keep them to yourself and I'll keep my issues to myself. We've got issues to deal with. We've got to do it by faith. Because it's by faith that we reach out to God. You know, in the Hebrews 11.1 it says this, Now faith brings our hope, our hopes, into, uh, into reality. And it becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Hallelujah, I love it. There's a whole lot of things you can't see that is coming. God's got for you. Hope. Hope. What is hope? Confident expectation. Confident. I am confident expecting Full of expectation. This is going to be a COVID-free year. This is going to be a blessed year. This year is going to be much, much better than the last years. And that God has got something confidently believed. Something good for you and I. Something good for you and I. Amen. Confidently believe it. It's going to happen. You see, because if you have no faith now or no hope now, you have no power in the present. And you know, you have no faith to operate in the future. Because faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope. Hallelujah. I believe confidently. If I had to see you next year sitting in the same chair, you would look a hundred times better than you do this year. And you'll be a hundred times more blessed than you are this year. And you will be in a better place than you are. Your family is going to be in a better place than you are now. We believe it today. You see, vision is something I see. But goals are the steps that I take to get there. You see, a lot of people don't really get a full understanding about vision because it's, it's too big for them to get a hold of. But if you know where you're going, just start off one step at a time. And, and the people I'm trying to help you are the people that feel weak. People that feel they got nothing in life. Just one step at a time. For instance, let me tell you what's a good step for you to take. Get committed to your church. Every week, take the step. I'm coming to church every week. Your church is your lifeline. Your church, you, when you come to church on a Sunday that Pastor Larry preaches every week, that is your lifeline for the next week. So come to church every week. Start there! One step at a time. And you'll find that you start getting around all these amazing people in this church. And they'll pat you on the back and say, praise God, well done, you're going to make it, hallelujah. You're going to get to where God wants you. And you'll find yourself going from that one little step, hallelujah, to another step. And all of a sudden, a job opportunity will open up for you. And you'll start off one step at a time at the job and you'll take one step and you'll be committed to your job and you'll get strong in your job and all of a sudden the boss will come to you and say, I have a promotion for you, hallelujah. There's an increase coming with it. One step at a time. Keep going forward. And I want you to know that you'll look back over a year 
and you say, look what happened to me, like my wife said. Look at what the Lord has done. Look at what he's done in your life. Where I came from to where I'm going. Hallelujah. Because we've got to keep moving forward. Keep moving. Look at somebody next to you and say, keep moving forward. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, the failure in life, the failure in life is not reaching your goal. Failure is not having a goal. Not having a goal. Failure is not falling down. Failure is refusing to get up. You see, you'll never fail if you never give up. So if you get fall, if you fall, if you slip, if you make a mistake, dust yourself off and get up and keep going with God. Because we all make mistakes. Just keep on getting up, keep on going. But keep moving forward. Because you can't stay in one place. Because if you stay in one place, listen to me, your past will draw you right back. Suck you back. You know, Mark Twain said this once. He said, 20 years from now, or maybe 10 years from now, you will be more disappointed about the things you didn't do than the things you did do. You know what that speaks to me about? It means this. You might be doing great things right now, but you have the ability to do great more things in life. Amen. Aren't you excited about that God's on your side today? Aren't you glad when the scripture says that God before us, who can be against us? Nobody can stop us, hallelujah, from walking into that blessed life. We're the only ones that can stop ourselves from going into the promised land. We're the only ones. There, is, there isn't a person anywhere who isn't able to do much more than they think they can do. If you're feeling like in life you're being stretched, that's a great place to be because God stretches us. I want to tell you this, in the kingdom of God, don't, not only women have stretch marks, so do men. Can you say amen? <laughs> Ladies love that one. I'd love to see some stretch marks on my husband a little bit. You know what I'm trying to say to you? Because God will beckon you, my brother. Beckon. Paul says, he beckons me to the goal. That beckoning means God draws you. And when you accomplish something, you think you've done it, and God says, no, there's more, and he draws you more. The key is let go. Just let go as you go forward, grabbing onto where he's taking you in your life, that you can live a blessed life. Today, I declare you are blessed. Your family is blessed. You are blessed. Your children are blessed. Your business is blessed. Your animals, your cars, your household, the building, even the light fittings in your house are blessed. Because God has blessed you. Can you give a Lord a hand for that this morning? Come on, let's give him praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, thank you today. Thank you for the promise of a blessed life today. We receive it today. We believe it. And we're going to walk in it in Jesus' name. We know that you said if we be Christ, then we are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And so today I take this moment, Father, to pray 
for people in the place that, that are not Christ, that have never see, received Christ. Someone that is not born again, somebody that doesn't know this morning. If you're here today, you don't know that Jesus lives in you today. You, you can live, leave this place knowing that he does. And that you can enter into a blessed life that he has for you. And the way you do that, the Bible just said that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You don't have to qualify in anything. All you have to do is believe. Just believe in Jesus Christ and he saves you. So while every head is bowed, every eye is closed right now. As I look around, if you are today, you say, Pastor, I've never made that decision. Today, I want to make the decision wherefore Jesus Come and live in my life. So I'm going to ask you now, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, just where you're sitting, just to raise your hand and say, yes, I'm making that decision. I want Jesus to come into my life. Can you just lift up your hand? Once you put it up, you can put it down. Just where you're sitting. What can I ask you to come forward? Whatever. Just as you do that. Is anybody right now? Anybody right now? If you're not saved. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, praise the Lord. We thank God we're all saved. If there is anybody that's not saved, we believe they'll come to know the grace of our Lord Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so much for the time with you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, Pastor Tony. What a wonderful word of encouragement. Thank you for always sharing your, your wisdom with us <laughs> and allowing us to grow. And, uh, thank you for being a blessing today. Trust you guys have a great week. So um, if you guys wouldn't mind, just let's all stand. Um, our stewards are waiting and our leaders are, are at the back. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry or um, if you need an envelope for your tithes and offerings, please go to our info box. Thank you for your generous giving. Thank you for sowing the seed into this ministry. Thank you for trusting us with, with your finances that we can make a difference and uh, be a blessing to the people out there. And let's uh, just close our eyes and just close your prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you right now for this amazing day. Lord, thank you that as we go into this new week, uh, I pray that we can enter it with confidence and boldness through Christ Jesus. Lord, whatever plans and purpose you have for us, let us walk in that, uh, in your perfect world. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. And we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, family. Be blessed. Have a great day and a blessed week. Enjoy your time. Bye.